ION 2020, episode 334. I don't know about you, but I am always dealing with these clueless people on the internet and in my daily life. And I was looking to learn how to defend libertarianism. And if you're in that same position, you want to learn how to defend libertarianism, advocate for a free market, and win any political or economic debate, then you need to join Liberty Classroom. That's Tom Woods' Liberty Classroom. And you could do that by going to iontheempire.com slash liberty. If you do that, you'll be able to earn the equivalent of a PhD in libertarian thought and free market economics online for just 24 cents a day. That's amazing. Once again, go to iontheempire.com slash liberty. When somebody's the president of the United States, the authority is total. The authority is total. The authority is total. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. In an empire lies, the truth is treason. The truth is treason. We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. By the military-industrial complex. What's up, everybody? Ray Eaton here, host of this show, Ion 2020, which is your look at the news and things that are going on in the empire we live in, as well as with the 2020 election cycle, uh, taking a look at third parties, as well as the two parties, Republicans and Democrats, focused on the presidential election. I don't really care too much about local state and uh, Senate races and stuff like that. But I mean, I do cover all the news. So if you found me for the first time, I appreciate you joining me. Uh, I know that all of you guys hang on the edge of your seats every Thursday morning waiting for the show to come out. I say that quite sarcastically, of course. Uh, but I'm going to keep this show relatively short today because tonight I will be watching the debate and I'll be putting together a show after that as well. So I don't want to uh, bombard you with too many you know, too many minutes of this show every week. I don't think that it is beneficial to take up too much of y'all's time, of course. But, you know, if you do listen with your ears, I appreciate that. Uh, hey, guys, the first thing I wanted to talk about with you with you today, though, is... And every so often, I'm, I, I come across something that just blows my mind. And believe it or not, I'm sitting there watching MTV the other night. And my wife was watching uh, some show with some people from the Jersey Shore, but it's like a newer show, and it has something to do with, uh, it's like um, they're dating or something like that. Anyway, this show, we're watching this show, and I'm just like half keeping an eye on it, barely, you know, but a commercial comes on and has some music, so it kind of draws me in really quick, and... I'm sitting there and I start watching it and it's like showing a picture of like, you know, people that are depressed and all that. And it says something to the effect of on the commercial. It says, uh, it's been rough times. Mental health is important. People are having a challenging time. And I'm thinking, oh, what a nice commercial about, you know, call the suicide hotline or if you need mental health, call this 
number. We could direct you to a good psychologist, something like that. So it's saying, you know, how hard things are in this time and it's tough and mental health is important. So let's go ahead and get together. And then it says, uh, if you want better mental health, vote for it. And I was like, what on earth? This is a mental health commercial. And then at the end, it says, vote for it. And this is what they're propagating our kids with. Or I don't know if kids really watch MTV as much anymore, because my wife is, you know, definitely not a kid. And she is watching. I mean, when I was in the 80s and 90s and stuff, we watched MTV constantly as kids. But I don't think that, you know, necessarily people that are you know, 12 to 18 years old watch MTV that much anyway. So maybe they are focused in on some sort of uh, a specific, you know, group of people, but maybe they're even focused on people my age. I don't know. But it just blew my mind that at the end of this whole charade of mental health, and it's like, it really drew me in. I was like, wow, I mean, pretty good commercial, well-made. And then it says, and vote for it. If you want better mental health, vote for it. And it just turned me off completely. But that is what the world that we're looking at right now, the world that we live in right now, they've really come to the conclusion that everything has to come through government. They've, if you want better mental health, you got to vote for it. If you want a car, vote for it. If you want money in your paycheck, vote for it. If you want to get a raise, vote for it. If you want to... Have health care, vote for it. If you want to go to college, vote for it. You want to have free free college, vote for it. If you want better everything, vote for it. And that is not true. Just because politicians decide to pass a bill offering free medicine or so supposed free medicine, single payer health care. Just because politicians pass a bill and made that happen does not mean you're going to have better quality health care. If we know anything about government, it does it inefficiently. There's no profit motive, so they're not going to try to bring down the price or the costs. Well, not the price, because if it was single payer, I guess that means there's one payer and that's the government, right? So they're not going to try to bring down the cost. as much as a small bit or you know a business owner or a person will now obviously we have some distortions within our healthcare market in the first place how many times have you been to the doctor and before you go you you search around for a better price how many times when you're looking for a doctor in your town do you see who has the best value how many times when you're going to get an MRI are you calling around to see which place is going to give you the cheapest MRI like that is not how we do business with healthcare as it is right now, we just go where we're going to go and then our insurance bills it and then we pay the difference or whatever our deductible is. And that's it. Not technically health insurance in that way. But if you had to pay for it out of your pocket, you're going to shop around and look for the best price. You're going to, you know, this MRI is going to cost two grand here or a thousand dollars there. Where are you going to go? So that's how we do it in our personal lives as of it in our personal lives as it is, if it was anything other than healthcare. If you're going out to buy a Ford truck, you're not going to pay 30 grand for the Ford truck here when it's 
28 grand over here. That's just not the way that we do business in any part of our world except for healthcare, pretty much. And maybe college education as well. Because when you go to college, what do you do? You really like University of Florida, you really love Florida State, you really love Notre Dame. So you apply to all of those. You're not really concerned too much about the price. Some people go to community college because they are focused on price. That's fine. But, you know, I have friend. I have a friend that just sent their daughter over to a university. And it was an out-of-state university. I'm thinking to myself, why would you send your daughter to an out-of-state university and pay, you know, triple the price that you would pay if you were in Florida? Why would you do that? That doesn't make sense. Florida typically has very cheap, you know, public universities, very cheap compared to most other places. And if I was in Florida, if I lived in Florida to this day, I would still do that. I would say to my kids, especially unless they got some sort of scholarship to wherever they're going to go, out of state, or to a private college, I would say, sorry, dude, you're going to one of the wonderful state universities in the, in Florida, you know, if they were going to go to college. And my, I know my wife really pushes our kids towards college. And obviously, you know, you could tell by the earning curves of people that go to college versus not, um, that there is establishment that you're going to make more money if you go to college, if you just get a normal gig or whatever. But obviously you could become an entrepreneur and stuff. Those are things that I kind of focus towards my kids as well is a think outside the box. And I always told my son, you know, if you, if you, have some sort of ambition to do that, then go ahead and pursue it, you know? But anyway, um, the world that we live in today, getting back to that, is if you want stuff, you have to vote for it. And getting onto the medical thing, the government is not going to be the best steward of that money. The government's not going to be the best way to produce better products or a better a better product or better service for your medicine. Imagine... And I've done, I've talked about this on before. Imagine your medical needs are treated like the school system in America, the public school system in America, funded partly by the federal government, it's funded partly by the state government, federal, it's funded partly by the city and the county through property taxes or other taxes. That's how a Obviously, the medical system would have to be paid for, so you're going to have increased taxes. And then, what do they do in public schools nowadays? What are your choices? Well, you go where you're zoned. You go where you're zoned, and that's it. That's your choice. You go where you're zoned. Now, some places have school choice. South Carolina, for example, I can go to I could send my kids to any of the schools in the the school district that I'm in. So if I think that there's one school that's better than another, if I'm willing to drive my kids there, I can go. I can send them there. But most places aren't like that. I know in Florida, you're zoned here. That's where you go. Unless you can get yourself into a lottery and get into one of the um, the magnet programs that they have. And that's it. So... The problem with public education has always been underfunding in poor neighborhoods. You go into the poor neighborhoods, those classrooms don't have computers. 
They don't have the same technology. They have old books. The teachers don't want to be there because they're dealing with really, you know, kids that are don't have good home lives. The kids come to school hungry. So the, the morale is low in those neighborhood schools. Just imagine the debacle of the healthcare system with that. Same thing. You're not going to have choice of where you're going to get to go to get your medical done or med- get your um, surgeries done or your doctor that you go to. You might have some slight choice. They might try to s- figure something out that uh, gives you some choice. But in order to have predictability in the market, in order to ration things the way that they need to do, because that's what, you know, with, with any limited resource, you have to ration it, right? Right now it's rationed through price in some ways, but not really because we don't focus on price whenever we're going to get a medical procedure done. But there's going to be some rationing going on, especially in a, in a government system. They're going to decide where you're going to go, who you're going to go to, and so forth. They might give you some choices, like I said. Just like there's some choices within the public education system. The smarter kids might get into a, you know, a, a gifted program or something like that. But still, the limits are there. You're not going to be able to drive or fly out to the Mayo Clinic to get better medicine in a single pair. I had some medical issues that came up years ago. And... I was getting treatment at one hospital and they said, you know, we can't really treat you here. We need to send you up to Gainesville, Florida, so you can go to the Shans Hospital, which is part of the University of Florida system. And they sent me there and I went through about six or seven months or so and things were just not getting better. So finally we were like, you know what, let's just find a better doctor. So we looked around and we found at the Mayo Clinic in Jacksonville, we found a really great doctor that would that was that could specialize in the problem that I was having and had surgery and fixed it. But under under a rationed program, under a limited choice program like you would have in the medical system that was single payer, would you have that choice? Who knows? So just because you vote for something doesn't mean you're going to get get it or get something better. Vote for better, you know, psychological outcomes. Vote for better psychiatrists. I don't know. that. I mean, that, com- that commercial blew my mind, guys. It blew my mind. Benjamin Franklin said or is, it's, it's supposedly he said, I don't know for sure if it's true, but he says he said when the people find that they can vote themselves money that will herald the end of the republic. We see that constantly throughout history, especially today. And now it's on the news or the 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 commercials on MTV. And you see it within certain places where you can go and people are gaming the system. Or you see it with corporations where they're going to buy influence. You see it everywhere. And today, now, you see that constantly now, that the people are finding that they can vote themselves money. Corporations do it. Individuals do it. Associations do it. Everyone is using the government to point guns at other people so they could take other people's money and put it into their pocket. 
Think about that. Absolutely terrible. But that's the system that we have today. That's what we have to deal with. So let me go ahead and say, well, get on to the next topic, though, because um, I was it was just really frustrating stare, listening to that MTV commercial um, because it just made me realize that that is the propaganda that the kids are or the people that watch that are seeing and voting for something doesn't make it better. It actually makes it worse because it gives more people the ability because there are people that are trying to protect their money. So more people have to go to the government to, you know, get those guns pointed at somebody else and everyone else wants the guns pointed at someone else. Then we have a circular firing squad where we end up with $27 trillion in debt because everyone's trying to get more and more and more from their government. Moving on, moving on. Um, So... I don't know if you've noticed this, but I was watching, and I've been watching Fox News, I'm watching CNN, I'm watching MSNBC, I've been watching a couple different news media outlets and stuff, and if you watch Fox News, man, they are all about this Biden thing, right? This whole Biden computers, and the conspiracy that's going along with it, and the idea that, you know, he was funneling money to his family, and going and getting meetings with Chinese people to meet with, with Joe Biden, and buying influence and all that stuff, And you're like, wow, this is amazing. This is just a terrible story. Everyone must be talking about it. Because if this is true, it's incriminating. If all this stuff is true that, you know, Hunter Biden was getting money from Moscow, was getting money from Ukraine, was getting money from China to pay for influence with his father, that is darn sure incriminating. And you would think everybody would be talking about this news story, right? But no, they're not. Fox News, that was about it. Go on to MSNBC, go on to CNN, you go on to ABC, you go on to CBS, New York Times. None of them are talking about it. It's an ignored story. Absolutely crazy, right? Now, it might not be true. It might just be some made-up stuff. Facebook decided not to spread, let, let this thing spread. So they took it off for like an hour or two to do some fact-checking and stuff. They throttled it. Twitter, made, they said they made a mistake in doing it, but they shut down the New York Post's Twitter account. They shut down people's accounts that were trying to share this thing. Like there was a whole conspiracy, it seems to me, it seems to me that there's a whole conspiracy of people that are just not talking about this. Just ignore it. Why are they ignoring it? That's my wonder. Is Fox News is talking about it, and that's about it. And I don't tend to believe Fox News 100% of the time. I believe them maybe 20% of the time. Same thing with any other news media. I look at the facts, not the opinions. That's what I do. But they've determined that it wasn't a Russia thing. That it wasn't sent there from Russia. The FBI supposedly determined that. Whether that's true or not, I think, I mean, I've seen different news reports on it. But the other media, the left-wing media, I'm not going to call them the mainstream media because they're not mainstream, they are mainstream, but they're more left-leaning. And you would think that they still talk about it being a Russia hoax, that it's a Russian um, disinformation campaign. And that's all you've heard about it, but they don't talk about this thing at all. And the, I mean, and get this, the other day, 
Joe Biden's about to get onto an airplane to go, you know, back home. I think he was just going to be going back home for his, uh, for, to get prepared for the debate. And he was leaving. And then one of the reporters, he was getting ice cream, I think it was. And one of the reporters, while he's eating ice cream, he says, hey, what flavor ice cream is that? Really hard question, right? What flavor ice cream is that? And he's like, well, we were going to get vanilla and chocolate mix. We just each decided to get our own. Hard question. Terrible question. I mean, that is some hard-nosed reporting, right? This is the press pool of people who are supposed to be investigating this stuff. The press pool. And then all of a sudden, one of the reporters says, Hey, Mr. Biden, how about the reports of this laptop? Uh, uh, The entire press pool starts laughing. And then Joe Biden criticizes that person and says, I'm not answering. I'm not answering that. You're just, you know, focused on conspiracies. That's what you do at CBS. And it was like, what? The press was trying to ask, or one of the press reporters was trying to ask the question and all the other ones laughed. Like, what kind of reporting is that? That doesn't make sense to me. All it does is gives Republicans a great talking point that there is some sort of conspiracy to protect Joe Biden. And there, I mean, he's winning, he's leading, he's most likely going to win. If you're in the lead by a lot, you relax a little bit. You wait it out. You can wait right by that finish line. And wait for your opponent to get to you. And then you just step across the finish line right there. And he's waiting it out. And the reporters and the news media and and Facebook and Twitter and all these places, they must be waiting it out with him as willing accomplices. That's all I could think about of the reason why. Because why wouldn't you just ask the question? You would ask the question. If you're a reporter, you ask the question. I asked the question. I wonder if the if the laptop's real, if it's really Hunter Biden's. I don't know. I I I'm highly doubtful that it is. But hey, at least ask the question. That's all. So anyway, guys, that's all I got for you today. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and put together a show tonight, though, and that'll be released tomorrow morning as well. All right. So I'll actually be released right after the sh- after the debate's over. With I always try to get it out as soon as the debate's over. With so within. 20 or about 35 45 minutes or so after the debate that'll be released so enjoy that as well i don't have very high expectations for either party especially donald trump can't stop talking uh but they did say that they're gonna cut his microphone for about about two minutes after a question is asked so that joe biden can answer without being interrupted and vice versa so we'll see how that goes uh it should be an interesting debate though so uh yeah just stay tuned for that all right uh, but anyway, I appreciate you joining me. If you want to follow me on Facebook and on Twitter, just type in at I am the Empire. You'll find me there. Also, I am the Empire.com is my website. And if you want to message me, you can do that through the Facebook page, okay? There's a way to message me there. I communicate with people regularly through that. And then, um, you know what? The best thing you can do, though, is to come back tomorrow morning for the debate episode. You can have clear vision for 2020.